couple of weeks now, I've been talking to you about living lives that are victorious over uh, fear, worry, anxiety, uh, but it's, it's not necessarily just hakuna matata and don't worry about it. Um, it's, it's a little bit more than that. It's a lot more than that. It's pretty common these days to, to deal with things like uh, worry and fear and anxiety. They say that one in five Americans are um, uh, uh, diagnosed with some type of anxiety disorder, and uh, and and I'm not diminishing the, the seriousness of, of that at all, but simply laying out uh, a scriptural plan for what God has in store for our lives, because God wants us to live abundant lives, lives of joy, lives of, uh, of purpose, lives of adventure and delight, lives of impact and significance. His plan is not for us to live lives of fear, as we've already sung today, and Ben and I didn't talk beforehand, but uh, uh, as we've sung today already, we're, we're not uh, a slave to fear anymore. We're children of God. Uh, so over the past couple of weeks, we've been walking through the uh, what's what's been called the cycle of victorious living, and it comes from Psalm 37. We're gonna gonna read it today uh, again. Uh, I would encourage you. It's gonna be up here on the uh, on the wall, but uh, but also if you have a, a, a device of some sort with the Bible on it, I'd encourage you to read it from that. Or uh, there are Bibles under the under the seats there. Uh, I believe it's page 552 in those Bibles. Uh, grab those. Make sure I'm not lying to you. I could put anything up on the wall, so you need to make sure that, uh, that, that Pastor Pete's getting it right. Uh, follow along, keep it open, Psalm 37, verses 1 through 8. Do not fret because of those who are evil, or be envious of those who do wrong, for like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. Be still or rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. So uh, if you've been looking up here, you see the uh, the, the red... Uh, words that turn into this cycle. Go ahead to that next one, David. Uh, The cycle of commit, trust, delight, and rest. This cycle of victorious living. Uh, It's like a wheel. We've talked about commit, trust, delight, and rest. Uh, I don't know if you've been trying this out or not. You probably haven't had anything to worry about over the last few weeks. And so maybe if something comes up between now and Christmas, maybe you'll have a chance to uh, put it in through this cycle. Actually, I'm guessing that we all have chances to to, uh, put this cycle to work um, probably daily uh, as we uh, commit our way to the Lord, and we trust in Him, and we delight in Him, and we rest in Him. Uh, it, it, it works. Uh, it's, it's, uh, there, as issues and problems arise in our lives, we send them through the cycle. And, and, and the center is very, very important because it's, uh, it's the hub of the wheel. And, uh, and if we're not centered on the Lord, then, uh, then we're committing things or trusting in things or delighting in or resting in things that will not last. But if we're, if the Lord is the center of it all, then, uh, then, then the worry that, uh, that could send us off kilter and out of balance uh, does not as we continue in this cycle of committing our lives to the Lord, committing our, 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 the situations in our lives to the Lord, trusting in Him, delighting in Him, and resting in Him. 
I ran across an article this week by, uh, by Rachel Moreland, uh, and it was uh, on the topic of faith and mental health. And, and she says that it's impossible to pray and worry at the same time. Uh, here's here's uh, one quote from that article. She says, prayer says, I trust God to be God. Worry says, I don't think God will come through. So she says it's impossible to pray, really pray, trusting in God praying, uh, pr- to really pray and worry at the same time. It's, it's impossible because worry says, I trust God is going to be God. Or, uh, prayer says, I trust God is going to be God. And worry says, I don't think God is going to come through, so I'm all worried about it. Well, so, so last week we talked about committing our way to the Lord and, and the, uh, the, the terminology, uh, is committing our, our way hands down. That, that it's all turned over to God, that I'm not keeping any part of it in any way, but I'm committing hands down. And then we trust and, and we talked about leaning hard on God. It's, it's, uh, putting all of our weight, uh, on the Lord and He is enough, more than enough to handle, uh, us and what we have. And so we commit hands down and we trust leaning hard. And the next step in the cycle is to delight. And uh, the two words that Dr. Earl Lee, who developed uh, this coming from, from Psalm 32, the, the two words that he puts with that is look up, delight, look up. Uh, so if, if worry and anxiety could spin us out of this cycle and knock us off kilter, then delighting in the Lord is the glue that keeps us in it. Delight, I, I guess, I, I mean, I think I can say this, delight is such a delightful word, don't you think? I mean, you say it and it just kind of rolls off and just, ah, oh, kind of puts a smile on your face just to think about the, the, the concept of delight. It's all about joy and, and gratitude. As, as we commit our way to the Lord and we trust in Him, uh, we look up and we thank Him and we rejoice in His presence uh, and, and we rejoice uh, for His presence in our lives. It's not necessarily happiness. That's not what delight is. That's not what joy is that we're talking about here because being happy is, is really so fleeting. It changes, right? I mean, uh, it, it doesn't, doesn't just, I mean, I can be in a great mood and be, uh, happy as, as, as all get out and then get behind somebody who's going too slow on the highway. And, um, and I'm, well, I'll just say maybe my happiness is fleeting, right? Uh, don't judge me. I'm just trying to be honest and, and whatever. Uh, I'm just saying all that to say that, that, that our emotions change. And sometimes it doesn't take very long for them to change at all. If, 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 uh, if our emotions were at the center of this cycle, we'd be in a world of hurt because they change all the time. We can't, uh, we can't delight in how we feel. We delight in the Lord. It's not something that's going, uh, to change, delighting in the Lord. Uh, and I'm not saying that, um, that, that, that we need to delight in, uh, take delight in every circumstance that we face either. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say, oh, isn't it awesome that I fell, just fell down the stairs and broke my leg? Woo! Glory be to God, right? Um, that's, that's, that's stupid. Uh, we, we don't, don't do that. I mean, it, the entire cycle revolves around, doesn't revolve, the, the center of the cycle isn't my circumstances either. I'm delighting in my circumstance. No, it says I delight in the Lord, not my circumstances. Uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's a, it, it's a whole different thing. I'm not delighting in my circumstances. I'm delighting in the Lord. And it, it that's, that's completely different. Um, Dr. Lee puts it this way, I believe here is where we have a deep problem in our cycle. Too often we forget to rejoice in the Lord. It's a matter of remembering to say thank you. It means we revere the giver more than his gift. 
And, and I think we miss this sometimes. I, I think we do. We, we, we look for a, a specific outcome. And if it doesn't happen, then we resent God. Well, he didn't come through for me. What we mean is, uh, it didn't happen the way I wanted it to. Uh, or maybe he does, does come through exactly like, uh, like we wanted him to, and we rejoice because he came through exactly like we wanted him to, and we rejoice in, in the, 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 the gift that we got or the, 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 the outcome that we received, and instead of rejoicing in God who is over it all, whether it comes out the way we want or not. We re- we're rejoicing in, we're delighting in the Lord no matter what the circumstances. We've committed it to, to, to him, hands down. God, you've got this. I'm committing it to you, and I'm trusting you. I'm leaning hard, and it's it's pretty hard for me to lean here, but, but God, I'm, I'm trusting you. And as I do that, the weight is lifted, and I can rejoice. No matter what the circuit, no matter what the outcome might end up, I can still rejoice. Uh, the Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, uh, talked about these same concepts. In Philippians chapter 4, uh, it's, it's a, a verse that, that a lot of people quote a lot of the time. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. And, and some people, again, they, they think, well, how can I rejoice always? How can I be happy? Well, it's not about happiness. It's about joy. It's about delight. And we're delighted. We're not delighting in what's happening. We're delighting in the Lord no matter what's happening. Uh, we're, we're rejoicing because of God, not necessarily because of what we're facing. They, they say that years ago, missionaries um, uh, reached the Eskimo people in northern Alaska. And, and when they did, they had, had a, some difficulty, as, as a lot of times uh, happens, they had some difficulty translating uh, the Bible into their language. Uh, you know, languages are just different, and they don't have certain words for certain things. And that was the case here. The, the, uh, from, from what I uh, read this week, the, uh, the, there was no word for joy in the uh, in the Eskimo language, it, it it wasn't there, and so the missionaries were living among them, and and uh, and and they were watching how they lived, and and those kinds of things, trying to understand or, or figure out how they could translate this, and and uh, as they watched, they they realized that some of the best joyful moments of the day that they watched were were when the uh, the people came out of an evening and would would feed their sled dogs, and those dogs are just, yeah, I mean, they're wagging their tails and they're bouncing up and down, and they're just, it's just. I mean, it's just joy. Well, they didn't have a word for joy, but uh, they decided, the, the people that were, that were uh, doing the, the translating, they decided uh, on their word for joy, and it's the same word in the Eskimo language that means wagging their tails. So to translate Philippians 4.4, it says, wag your tail in the Lord always. I'll say it again, wag your tail. So wag your tail. Go, yeah, go, some of you did it. Some of you think you're not allowed to wag your tail in church. We don't want you to get too carried away now. Come on. It's a, I'm just kidding. Uh, we're allowed to get excited. We're allowed to be joyful. We're allowed to take delight in, in the God who delights in us. And I think we get clouded by the circumstances that we face, and it's hard. It's, this is not an easy thing to do, but, 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 but we, can, we can delight in God who is in charge and who we've committed ourselves and our circumstances to. We're trusting in him, and because of that, we can have joy no matter what. As Nehemiah told the, the, the Jewish people back in the Old Testament, 
Uh, they were weeping, and he said, no, let's, we're, this isn't a time for weeping. Uh, it's a time for joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So joy actually brings strength to us as we're working through this cycle. Wag your tail. <laughs> what I've found is that wagging tails are contagious, I don't know if you've ever, if you have a dog or have ever had a dog, you come home from a stressful day and uh, you walk in the door and there's the dog. Spin around a little bit. And it's not just to get the food. It's the, wow, you're home and this is my, this is my person. And we're, I I mean, it's, and and it's contagious and it's kind of like, oh, the stress kind of falls away there, even just for a minute or two, but it, it just melts away because, and I think this is key, maybe this is the key of this entire message today, there is joy in the relationship even if there's stress in the circumstances. Even if I'm, fa- whatever I'm facing, whatever, and sometimes it seems so huge, right? Uh, overwhelming, insurmountable. I, whatever I'm facing, there can still be joy in the relationship with God, even in the midst of the stressful circumstances. Uh, Again, Dr. Lee in his book says, uh, the Lord is the delight of our life as well as the life of our delight. The joy is the delight of our life. He's also the one that gives life to our delight. Because of our relationship with him, we delight in him. And in doing that, he breathes his life into our lives. And maybe that helps us to see that, that, that this step uh, uh, really kind of increases momentum around the, around the cycle. Uh, so we, we uh, commit, we trust, we delight, and we rest. And it kind of keeps us going, uh, and it cements us in there. We choose joy uh, in, in who God is and we commit our lives to him and we commit our circumstances to him and we trust his work even in the midst of all of it. So take some time to choose joy. I hope that you'll wag your tail this week. Choose joy. Delight yourself in the Lord. Well, one more thing about delight, because it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And, uh, and, and there's probably a whole sermon on this, but uh, just, just, uh, just in, in mentioning it here today, this sounds like a blank check, right? Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, I really want a 1966 fully restored uh, Ford Mustang convertible uh, and red, if you please, um, and I'm delighting in you, so I'll expect it by the time I get home, right? Is that how it works? That's, that's not how it works. It's not this blank check because I think there's, there's something significant that happens when we delight ourselves in the Lord, when we pour ourselves uh, whole into him and who he is and, and what he is doing. Uh, there, there's an amazing way that he sanctifies our desires, maybe is a way to put it. His desires become our desires. Our desires... Uh, are, are, are what he wants. It's not about me and what I want. When, when, when my delight is in the Lord, it's about him and what he wants and what he's doing. And that's what brings me delight. And so we're delighting in the Lord and we're delighting in what he's doing. And, and if I can be of any service and I can be of any help and, and Lord, I think you've made me this way and I've really got a passion here and, and, and but I'm delighting in you and he's gonna give us the desires of our hearts. So we've committed our way to the Lord and we're trusting in him and we're delighting in him, living lives of joy, wagging our tails, and it leads to rest. 
Yeah, that's, that's how they said it, uh, say it in the King James Version, which is uh, uh, the version Paul wrote, I guess. But no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's it's the, uh, the version that Dr. Lee was using in writing his book. Uh, it, it's translated, I think, in, in, uh, in, in ours or in the, in the New International Version as be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him, right? Uh, it, it, rest. Sounds great. I've said it many times from, uh, from this position right here that sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap uh, because sometimes we get so haggard and, and, and out there and stressed out that we just need to... So rest is a good thing, but we're not talking about retirement. It's not that we reach this place of, now oh, I kick back and, uh, and, and it's, it's this life of ease and now I can just wholly rest. What, what the psalmist is describing here is, is peace. Not, not, not just, not like, sleeping, but it's peace, rest, being still before the Lord. It doesn't always come easily or quickly. Uh, In fact, this says that that we have to wait patiently for the Lord. And most of us don't tend to wait very well. I'm reminded of the story of the the man who went to, uh, to the department store with his wife and uh, they had just bought uh, um, a piece of luggage and a cooler. And he's got these, uh, these things. And she says, I'm going off to look for some clothes. Um, don't expect me for a while. Make yourself, uh, make yourself at home do something. And so he's got the luggage and the cooler. And he starts browsing through things. And, and as he does, uh, there's uh, one, of the, one of the employees of the store comes up to him at one point and says, can I help you, sir? And he says, no, thanks. I'm just, I'm just waiting for my wife. Uh, at, at that time, another shopper overheard him and said, well, I'm waiting for my wife too, but I didn't think to uh, pack a, an overnight bag and a lunch. Uh, and I think he thought maybe he needed both of those things. Uh, we don't tend to wait very well. Um, there, was, there was a lady who called, uh, called the airline uh, reservation desk and, and asked, how long does it take to get from Dallas-Fort Worth to Frankfurt, Germany? The lady uh, started typing on her, uh, on her computer, and uh, as she did and waited for the information to come up, she said, uh, just a minute, and the caller said, thank you very much, and she hung up, because she was hoping that it would take just a minute to get from Dallas-Fort Worth to Frankfurt, Germany. Most of the things that really matter in life do not happen in just a minute, right? Uh, they take time. We, we might want them to, but they, uh, but they usually don't. There's, there's actually, there's a lot of words in just this little phrase that, uh, in, in, in this section of the, of the passage that I think we don't, maybe we don't like or we don't do very well. Resting, being still, waiting, and not just waiting, uh, but waiting patiently. It's, I mean, that, that's a whole different thing. I mean, you can wait and let it be known to everyone that you are waiting and you should not be waiting and uh, it is, this is putting you out. Uh, this rest or this peace, uh, I mean, it's hard-earned. There aren't any shortcuts. We don't just jump to rest. There's a whole cycle of how this works. It's not just hakuna matata. I'm just not going to worry about it. We're not ignoring the circumstances. We're doing the hard work of committing those circumstances to the Lord. And and that doesn't happen in just a minute, most of the time. 
really committing the and and I don't know if you've if you've tried to work through some of this or applied some of this to your life in the past. You know that sometimes you go around the cycle and you sit, you commit your way to the Lord and you're trusting in Him and, and you're true and you're best to delight in Him and trying to have peace, but then it kind of comes back up again in that worry and you start all over again and you're committing it even more and you're trying and, and it, 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 it's hard work. It, it's not just, just a minute. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll work through that cycle that the pastor was talking about on Sunday. We're doing the hard work of committing and trusting and delighting. And it's only then that we can experience peace and rest. Years ago, there was a farmer who owned, uh, his, his farm was right on the Atlantic seacoast, and he, he was constantly uh, going through hired hands because, because it was such hard work, uh, mainly because of the, the, the brutal storms that would, would come through that area and, uh, and right along, they would come off the ocean and, and right along the, the shore there and just wreak havoc on the, the, the buildings and the, 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 the property and the fields and all those things that he had. And so he's, uh, he's, uh, he came across this, this one man, he was in between farm hands and really needed someone. And uh, he came across this man who answered the, the ad that he had put out, and, and the man did not look all that impressive. Uh, just kind of short and kind of lean, and, and uh, didn't look like the kind of farmhand that this guy was used to. But, but uh, he was desperate, and, uh, and so he asked him a couple of questions, and, and, uh, and, and then uh, uh, this, this man he said, do you think you're, you're qualified for this? I've explained all this. Do you think you're qualified for this? And the man simply answered, uh, answered with, well... I can sleep when the wind blows, he says. Uh, the farmer didn't really know what that meant, but he didn't really care either. He just, if, if you're willing to take the job, I'm willing to have you. And, and, and he brought him in and, and showed him uh, what, what his responsibilities were and everything worked out well and he was doing a fine job. And, and then one night, uh, middle of the night, uh, the wind started howling and there was a big storm coming in off the ocean. And, and the, uh, the, the farmer jumped out of bed and, and, and ran next door to where this, uh, this farm hand was, uh, was, was sleeping and, and shook him. And, and he said, we gotta, we gotta, there's a storm moving in. We gotta get ready. We gotta tie everything down, everything's going to get blown away, we've got to, got to get at it. I told you that's going to be part of this job, we've got to, got to do it. And, the, and the, the man kind of rolled over and looked at him and he said, no, sir, I told you, I sleep, I can sleep when the wind blows. <laughs> well, he's uh, outrageous, uh, uh, this is, but he had no time to fire him right then. He ran back out and, and, and went out to the, to the fields and, and before he even got there, he realized that, that the haystacks had already been covered with tarps and were, were secured. And, and then he went out to, to where the, uh, the, the, the livestock was to, to get them into the barn and they were already in the barn and the, the door was closed and, and bolted and, and the chickens were already in the, in the, the, the hen house and, and everything was all closed up and the house was already shuttered up and everything that needed to be done had already been done. And the farmer began to understand in that moment what it meant that he could sleep when the wind blew. He'd already done the hard work in order to prepare for the, the storm. When we do the hard work of committing hands down and we and trusting as we lean hard on God and and delighting in him as we look up and we thank him and we praise him for who he is and and what he's doing it's only then after the hard work the the preparation the hard work it's then that we can rest even when life storms blow around us it's it's having confidence in God and it's the result of working through this cycle commit Trust, delight, rest. Commit, trust, delight, and then you can 
rest. And, and with each new situation, the, the enemy tries to create worry and anxiety. But instead of worrying, we, we, we commit the situation to God hands down. And as we do, we, we trust him to work his will, knowing that, that the one who has been faithful in the past will be faithful again. And, and in that trust, we praise him, we delight in him, even in the middle of less than ideal circumstances. And when we do, we again find ourselves back in the state of rest as his peace, his peace permeates our lives. And it's a cycle that continues over and over in our, in our Christian lives. And, and as it does, worry becomes less and less of an option because we're learning how this works and it becomes a lifestyle of committing, trusting, delighting, and resting, committing, trusting, delighting, and resting in God. I think there's a danger in, in presenting uh, some neat little thing like this, uh, as a pastor, it's, it's a neat little diagram, and uh, we pull a few words out of Scripture, and, and bada-bing, bada-boom, there we go, three weeks, got it, let's move on, right? That's just easy, it's, yeah, whatever, it's, uh, it's just kind of a feel-good message, and okay, I can, I can be victorious until the next thing comes up and we forget, because there's, there's one thing that I think you need to know about the cycle of victorious living, and that is that it's not just something to hear about. You've got to do it. There, you've got to, got to do it. When, when something comes up, you've got to commit it hands down. And until you do that, you can't move on to trusting in God. And, and, and if you're not really trusting in him, you're, you won't be delighting in his presence. And, and if you're not delighting, then that peace won't, won't flow. We've got to work ourselves. And it's, it's not always all that easy. It takes effort. It takes prayer, sometimes agonizing in prayer. It takes time uh, to, to quiet life's noise around us and to truly commit our way to the Lord. Uh, it, it's a way of life. It's, it's the way of, here's a, here's a big old church word, sanctification. If we're committing ourselves completely to God and we're committing our, what, what uh, is, is coming our way, and we're trusting in God and delighting. It's, it's, it's his sanctifying presence that rests upon us to give us his peace. Centered completely on God. But you, so I, I guess I say you can do this, but you have to do this. It, it takes effort. It takes work. It's not just I heard a sermon and now I'm on, uh, on with, with my day and, and I'm going to live life the way I always have. It, 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 you have to do it. <laughs> I could, I could give you examples, uh, of this, of this, the way this cycle has worked in my life over, just this week. Got a, have you ever gotten a letter from the IRS six months after you put your taxes in? And you don't need to testify or whatever. Uh, but when that letter comes in the mail and you're walking back from the mailbox, you see the little wing, wing, worry thing, you know? You're not quite, right? I got one of those letters this week. And, um, and, and before I could get to, before I got to ding, 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 I was more like ding, ding. And, and I said, you know what? I'm preaching on the cycle of victorious living. I guess I better try to do this, right? And I worked on it and looked at it and couldn't do anything else until I talked to him the next day. And so I, I even told Rebecca, I said, well, I just got to, you know, commit it to the Lord and trust him. A couple other times it kind of pop, popped up that evening and I was, nope, nope, I'm going to. And after an hour and whatever on the phone the next day, it's all, it's all done and resolved and everything's good. And I don't owe the $2,500 that they said that I was going to owe, right? Plus, plus interest, plus 
you know, whatever else they want to throw there. So, so we're not taking an extra offering this morning just for... <laughs> That's just one really small example. You've all walked through these things too. Dr. Lee wraps up his little book uh, with, with a lot of examples of people uh, as, as a pastor that came to him and he said, and they told him time after time, oh, these, these things work and this is how it worked in my life. And, and after doing all of that, he, he finalizes things this way. He says this, the last example I want to share with you concerns a man that I have never met. The fact is he lived 600 years before Christ was born. His name was Habakkuk. He looked about and saw the oppression of his people. He looked up and saw the inscrutability of his God. He looked within and saw a living faith. Like David, his faith was his hope in this evil world. The last three verses of this little book, Habakkuk, contain some of the most magnificent imaginative poetry in literature. They also constitute one of the strongest declarations of faith ever written a moving testimony of the cycle of victorious living. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation." The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like the feet of a deer, and he will make me walk upon the high places. Dr. Lee, last paragraph, says this, The Lord God not only gives strength, he is strength. As we commit, trust, delight, and rest in the Lord, we are enabled to leap up into the heights of God's grace and love, sharing in the heavenly places with our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not that everything's going to work out okay, or the way you want it to, or when you want it to. It's that you can commit your way to the Lord, hands down, and you can trust in Him, leaning hard. That'll lead you to delight even in painful, difficult circumstances. And that leads to peace that passes all understanding. Even if, as Habakkuk says, even if the crops don't come in, even if everything that I thought was supposed to happen doesn't happen, or even if it does, it's not about what happens. It's about the God that I'm depending on. Gracious Father God, you know each of our hearts and you know our lives and what we're going through and you know the worries of our lives. You know our anxious thoughts, as the psalmist says in Psalm 139. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to live lives above anxiety, that that you'll help us to commit those things to the Lord. And when we we veer off track, fretting and worrying about things, that that you'll bring us back and that remind us that you're a loving God and you've got this and you've got us and we can trust you. And Lord, we, we thank you for the times when you deliver us and when you heal us and when you, you bring uh, amazing things to pass that we couldn't possibly have dreamed of. Lord, we praise you and we thank you for that. And Lord, when, when some of those things don't happen, we still praise and trust you, even though it's so hard. 
Lord, we, we love you today and we thank you for your presence in our lives. And I pray, Lord, that as we, as we go from this place, we can go <laughs> wagging our tails. We can go resting and waiting patiently for you. Lord, we, we love you today and I pray that it would be evident to all that come in contact with us today, tomorrow, this week, at school, at work, in our community, all that we come in contact with. I pray that it would be evident that there's something there that's different, that your Holy Spirit is doing something in our lives that is, that is contagious and, and is drawing people to you. Lord, I pray that you would use us and do your work through us. In Jesus' name we pray. 